Welcome to PTG TV. This is your host, Antonio Hicks, aka Escaping the Matrix, and my co-host, Miss Tamika Day. Happy Women's History Month. So we just left Black History Month. I guess, it, you know, it's no longer important in some people's eyes as we approach the new universe of Women's Month, which turned out, which started off as Women's History Week. So, you know, what's the story behind that? So Women's History Month began as a local celebration in Santa Rosa, California. The Education Task Force of Santa Sonoma County, California, Commission on the Status of Women women planned and executed a Women's History Week celebration in 1978. The organizers selected the week of March 8th to correspond with International Women's Day. The movement spread across the country as other communities initiated their women their own Women's History Week celebrations the following year. So in 1980, a consortium of women's groups and historians led by the National Women's History Project, now known as National Women's History Alliance, successfully lobbied for national recognition. In February of 1980, President Jimmy Carter, who I love, who's a Georgia boy himself, issued the first presidential proclamation declaring the week of March 8th, 1980 as National Women's History Week. You can find more about the information, especially where I pulled this from, from womenshistory.org. So I'm, I'm inviting Tamika in so we can talk more on the celebration because she's a phenomenal woman. She's a phenomenal black woman. And we're here to celebrate the greatness of women and the greatness of, of black women. And I wouldn't say as far as black history might as a joke. No, I mean, we got to celebrate black greatness throughout the whole year. I mean, it should just be one month that we celebrate it. But, you know, we do have our months and, uh, you know, uh, allocated for certain groups of individuals and certain people. So, you know, welcome to the discussion, Tamika. Hello, how are you? Oh, wow. Women's History Month. Oh, I feel like I'm a history maker. Sometimes I think we get caught up in... Oh, well, you're the maker. first to do this. If you're not the first, you know, you always hear about the first woman to walk in space or the first woman to do X, Y, and Z. So then I can say, hey, I'm the first woman in my family to own a nursery. I'm the first woman to own a lawn suit. I'm the first woman to graduate from cosmetology school. So when you think about your first, um, be the first, first of all, but when you think about your first and what have you done, um, in your family or in your own business. I mean, you're, even if you're not getting recognized for something, you're probably the first one. Right. And it's sad that, you know, because and I was having a conversation before we, you know, we hit the record button, but it's sad that we even have to do these things. But because nobody really recognizes people, and I'm just going to say, it, if you're not, if you're not a white male, oh, real talk, if you're not a white male, they don't, you never got any recognition for hardly anything, which is why we have Black History Month talk about Black greatness, the activists, the scientists, our engineers, and the same with women, because women started off doing, you know, coding. Coding wasn't necessarily what we see right now with the C plus and C sharp, and you got your uh, HTML, Python, yeah, it, it's SQL, so many different programming languages, but it was just, I can't think of what it was, it wasn't binary. But anyway, women started off coding, and they were, especially during the whole NASA project, and we were trying to be the first ones on the moon, and they help push towards that and create the code necessary to even land to put something into space and i'm like but we didn't celebrate that and not until men start doing it so i'm like you know why is that why don't we celebrate in your opinion women's greatness i'm gonna start doing you like you do me like getting your opinion on stuff i think it goes back to value system and when you start to think about what is who started the president right like, I'm just gonna tell you, my kids kept coming home last month and they kept telling me, George Washington was the first president. I said, I don't wanna hear nothing about no other person other than an African-American person this month. Go right. tell your teacher that 
President Barack Obama was the first black president. <laughs> Every day. Go tell your teacher that Harriet Tubman freed the slave. But was he though? Tell her that you went to Quincy Adams. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't care that he's on the, the money. I don't want to hear nothing about him. You had all year to talk about this. Yeah. Give us our, teach them some black history. Right. Other than Abraham Lincoln broke the slave proclamation. I don't want to hear that this month. And why he I still owns slaves. That, I was just being that parent. And sometimes you just need to teach your kids at home. So everything they came and told me about white America, I'm just telling I went back and told them something about black Americans in the month of February. Because I just felt like, take that time and just give us our 28 days, 29 when you- And leap year. <laughs> right? This is just what we gonna talk about this month. So the kids in town, it was funny and they was like, my mom on her soapbox, but I was serious, right? So as you ask that question about the women's history, I just think when we start to really look at, let's talk about with politics, let's talk about Randall's party. Mm-hmm. People send out the message, whatever message they want you to hear. Social media now allows you to send out another message. Because so just like you just said, it was a proclamation from President Carter, right? Where did mm-hmm. you even see this information? So as we start to think about um, the women's history, our black history, where was it? You had to go to a library. It right. might have been published in the paper. But where did you receive the knowledge to where we're currently seeing it now? I don't think I really heard about women's history month maybe five or six years ago other than that this was not something i grew up in the 80s i was young you know i was four years old it wasn't something that i was taught that i should be celebrated as a woman right Mm -hmm. then it wasn't taught that i should be celebrated as a black person except for only in black history month so Mm -hmm. we have evolved and we've come a long way but i do think it's important to celebrate everyone, but I do feel that sometimes we get wishy-washy back and forth between, oh, it was just Black History Month, and now we're not going to talk about Black women. Now we're just going to talk about other women. We're going to talk about Hispanic women. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that's why I said, we moved from the Black History universe, and now we sell in, we let it sit in our rearview mirror now, we going on into Women's Women's History Month. So it's like yeah. some people gonna be like, eh, that's in the past. We know we have we have enough about black history. Let's just talk about the greatness of of certain women. But I think it's because um, each organization, I would say that. So being in different organizations, you are able to learn about different women depending on what the organization is, right? So in my mm-hmm. sorority, yes, we may talk about um, women who supported my organization that I may have never heard of. It may be something that they offer specific information to. But if I'm a part of the Democratic Women's Council, then we're going to talk about, of course, maybe some different women that I've never heard of before. So, and then you see things on the news and you're hearing about it. So I think with social media, it has given us a platform to even learn about different women. Uh, my daughter has a wonderful book um, that's about women's history that someone gave her for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was cool that she's doing a report on women's history, even though, yes, we just did Black History. So she being Vice President Kamala Harris for Black History Month. And so now she is going into a different realm of Women's History Month where she's writing a report. And she chose to do Renee Montgomery. And it was so cool. She said, Mom, what's the girl name that um, I met at the basketball camp? So when you start to think about the influence, once again, you are your kid's biggest influence. Mm-hmm. She wanted, I said, remember, you met her 
Well, when she met her two years ago, she wasn't the owner of the Dream WNBA team. She was just a player. So now we have something else, women's history. She's the first African-American woman player who now has part ownership into a team. So something definitely worth um, celebrating and talking about it. So great that I exposed her in such a way that she wanted to write about her. So we do have to be intentional mm-hmm. about um, what we represent and what we introduce to our kids. So Women's History Month is a great time to celebrate not just women's history, but Black women who are striving and doing excellent things in history because I'm a Black woman. Mm-hmm. Well, don't get offended when we say, oh, I just want to talk about the Black woman. Well, you might not know a Black woman that's as successful, and you may just want to talk about a white woman. So I think we get too partial. I don't think we cover everybody. I mean, we just, you know, we just highlight it. African-Americans cover everybody. We yeah. always have to be inclusive. Right. But I think because we do get left out of the conversation so much, the emphasis does have to be placed on women of color. The same thing with Vice President um, Harris. It was almost like you forgot that she was the first woman. Right. She kept focusing so much on, oh, she's the first black woman. She's the first black woman. Yeah, it's like, no. no she's the she's first, first woman. woman. Right. And I think to mention that she's an African-American. Then it started going to she's the first African-American. She's the first minority. She's the first, what was her other, Hispanic? What Asian, was other? Uh, was Indian. Asian American, Indian. Yeah. It was like, never wanted to say everything, but then she was black. So... <laughs> They wanted to get every what they say how they did Harry and, and Megan. They put the, the the shade card up next to it. <laughs> we gonna check off every last one of them and celebrate it. And that's horrible, but yes, that that was a funny meme. <laughs> what color is the baby gonna be? Who <laughs> cares? Yeah, it, it, yeah. Who cares? So what you're saying is women aren't just good for the kitchen in the bedroom, right? <laughs> It is horrible the things that they have, which is why, which is why I kind of brought this topic up because I don't think Tamika and I really did an episode on Black History Month because we always talk about Black greatness. But it is just horrible when you think about the things that people have done throughout history to marginalize people, including women and including white women. And it's amazing to me that even now, as we progress so far ahead. They still work in their power to marginalize them. And the women, so certain women, they still support them. And I was like, how, how crazy to tell somebody the only thing you're good for is the kitchen in the bedroom. You know how disrespectful that is? You know how, <laughs> how disrespectful that only thing you're good for is making that supper and taking care of the bedroom. It's like, huh? It's a value system, right? But you, you got to remember, if you're constantly putting down someone else, it elevates you to be on top. So when you do think about the grand old party, GOP, that's what it's about. It is about successful Caucasian men. And if you constantly belittle everybody else, black men and the white or the black woman, it makes you better because you want your people that's like you to be equal. Right. The ones that were raiding the capital, you'll feel like they're equal, no matter their job status, no matter who they are, it doesn't matter because of the color of their skin. They're right. just as good. But if she's a woman, that's a white woman, it's like, oh no, she's a woman. She's nothing good having my baby, taking care of my kids, so that I can live whatever life that I want to live, right? Mm-hmm. Without it. So on this note, then I'm going to ask you your opinion. What do you think about what's going on, Governor Kuma in New York? 
Um, so here's my here's my my feelings on that. Same thing with Al was Al Franken too. I think I don't think he should step down. Not yet. I think all the women that's bringing the cases against him, like anything, I think everybody should be entitled to hear the case out and let it be tried. And if it turns out to be true that what he was doing, you know, then, you know, he, he should be step, he should step down or they should just, you know, um, impeach him. I don't think people should be forced out based upon an accusation. I mean, because now I'm going to go into black history. I mean, how many accusations they, they made against black men and had them locked up? Same as Al Franken. And I'm like, people can say, oh, we had some of his stuff on, on tape, what he did. I was like, man, did it really? Because I'm like, so I'm like you force this man out, but he never got convicted of anything. So you force him out of his position, and he stepped down. He voluntarily stepped down. They didn't really push him out. He voluntarily stepped down, but he was never convicted. Of that. So like, okay, well you came forward. You said you you accused this guy of doing harmful things against you, but you never sued him for anything. He was never convicted for nothing. He never got like he never he didn't get the Cosby effect where he uh, they brought all the well, stuff back up against him. He will not get the Cosby effect. Well, I mean, yeah, ain't nobody gonna get a Cosby fix. So even with Governor Cuomo, now do I think he's done other terrible stuff, especially how he handled COVID? Yes. But do I think all women should be listened to? I do think everybody, I think everybody, if you had a, a, a case against him and you were sexually harassed by him, anything that happened against you, yes, I do think you should bring it forward. I think you should, they should go before a trial and I think all evidence should be presented. And like anything, you know, you try before your peers and then they find out if everything is true, yeah, then you impeach him. But should he step down now? No, I don't know. And people are not going to like that, but I don't, because again, I'm coming from a perspective of a black man. So I'm speaking from a perspective of how many times people have accused black people of doing things, they were false accusations, and you've locked us up and just threw away the key. And then 60 years later, like all these men being released now, 60 years later, oh, there was false, you know, we, my bad, you know, here a million dollars. Yeah, you know, but you didn't lost your whole life. Your whole life is gone. So that's why I'm that's so when I say that, I'm coming from my perspective, from history saying we get accused of things that we never even did and we get locked up. And I'm not saying that what the women saying that's accusing Governor Cuomo of what he did are false. No, I'm saying they should be listened to, they should be taken down, and they should go before a trial and let his his peers try him and find him guilty or innocent of the crime. But do people go to jail for sexual harassment? Or do they go to jail for touching, molestation, rape, those type of things? Well, technically, some of them don't go to jail for that. I know, but saying something inappropriate to someone has something to do with character. I don't think it's a criminal offense. Yeah, but they can, call a, they can call a hearing, right? I mean, but it's still, you're, I'm, as a woman, I'm questioning your character, your integrity. It goes into a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But I don't think the criminal kind of case to where he needs to go in before a judge. This is one of those things to where it goes before, like you said, um, maybe who governs the governor, right? Right. Who governs the governor? Right, that's what I'm saying. So you can have, no, it won't be a criminal trial, but you can have a hearing of all of, like, the, like they did with... uh department, your HR, your staffing people, the people who hired you. I think that there are rules and regulations and there's protocol that goes along with the office. I'm sure there's people that sit in places, litigation, things like that, that you should probably go through. But I think those women's voices should be heard. I do feel like it's unfortunate that sometimes things play out in the media before you get the entire story um, behind something. But I do think women should speak up and be willing to, you know, speak against things that have happened to them, whether they're harmful, violent, or without sometimes the court of public opinion. And once you put the court of public opinion in there, hey, sorry, you're subject to whatever you're gonna get. 
Right. And I think that's terrible. I mean, I really do think that's terrible. I think it helps out in certain aspects of it because we see it play out throughout social media that when somebody's accused of something, they try to go dig up everything and then they end up finding false information. And this person right. is just hung out on the stake and it was in this they end up being wrong. <laughs> but you don't get any. It's the same thing in the media. So they'll try and convict somebody on the media, public opinion. They'll tear them up on all on all on media platforms. But then when they find a the person is wrong, they don't come back and be like, my bad. They don't even say my bad. You don't even get no new and no new media coverage to say, oh, I'm sorry. You know what we reported was unless they get us a lawsuit. Because I will say, you know, Dominion did. They covered that. The one point three billion dollar lawsuit. Some people showed did come back and apologize for that. But if it's not no loss, major lawsuit. No, nah, they don't come back and, and, you know, say, you know, I'm sorry for mischaracterizing this person and reporting them the wrong way. We apologize for the treatment that we get. We, you don't get any of that. It's just whatever but the I, next hot topic is. But people do get held to. Oh, that was the one that was accused of sexual harassment. Yeah. Put this man, oh, oh, that was the one that was accused. Of, that was the one that was accused. So it's like, so sometimes I just say we have to be careful about the accusations and what we bring out mm-hmm. um, against people. You know, and people do need to be seen as fair. So I know earlier you mentioned an apology. So since we're talking about people apologizing, what did you want to say about uh, the Stacey Dash story? So Stacey Dash. So this is what I talk about when I'm, I'm talking about Black History Month and I'm talking about Women's History Month. Women should be celebrated throughout the whole year. Because first of all, let me get into that. Women are great. Women are exceptional because without a man, you wouldn't have a woman. So I mean, I mean, without, yeah, without a woman, you wouldn't have a man because women bring life into this world. So I'm like, why would you disrespect the things that help create you and bring you into this nation? And one of the first teachers that you ever have, because traditionally speaking, the women are the ones at home. They're your counselor. They're your nurturer. They're the whole project manager of the house while the father is out working. They develop you into being the great person, the leader that you are today. And then you turn around and disrespect them. So I think women should all, and this is all, and I'm not just saying black women, all women should be celebrated. Now, do we have terrible? This is what we don't want to hear, Tony. You just, while the man is out working. No, the women is out working. Women are out working. They are, but they have, they're working and they're taking care of the child. They're doing, they have, they have double duty. And so that's what I'm saying. So they should be celebrated. I don't think, you know, regardless of race, I'm going to keep saying this. I'm trying to be clean. (laughs) Regardless of race. I want to be celebrated all the time, all year long. Yeah, they should. Shoot. Women should be celebrated. You got some scumbag mothers. You got some horrible women. And sometimes you... But we're talking about the great Right. We are. We There are some bad women, just like there's some bad men, too. Not all men are bad. I know men get, they catch the hell of it, but not all men are bad. I consider myself a great man, especially a great father. So whatever. You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. I know who I am as a man and as a father. But do we, we do have some terrible ones out there. But this is all about celebrating the great women that exist today. And one of the things I do hate about that, though, as I pivot on, is that you have these cases that pop up like Stacey Dash. And I'm going to call her by her name, Stacey Dash, where, you know, she made it. She made it into Hollywood, which is a hard thing to do to get into Hollywood, to make it big, to become recognized. You win awards, but then you use your platform to beat down people and to beat down women. You beat down black people and you beat down women. And it's like, if you were given the opportunity and given the position to get to the highest position you're at, 
And then the reason and when I said she beat him down because she supported 45, because remember on my show, I would never call this man by his name. It is 45. She supported him and trashed anybody else that did not support him. Now, now, since she got subjected to the court of public opinion and they tore her down, now she wants to come out in 2021. You know what? I apologize for the things that I did back then. I was wrong. I was a different person. I was going through a lot in my life and I took that anger out on the people around around them because I'm not, I didn't really support him for who he was. And I apologize. I'm a different person today. And I asked to be forgiven. And I'm like, isn't that interesting? It takes for you to get a whooping and it takes for people to cast you out. And you're probably trying to make some more money before you recognize that you made a mistake. And I'm like, is it really because you want to be forgiven or you trying to get some work and your name been branded because they put you out on that pipe and now you want to get your head up off of it because now you want to come back in the house and make some more money. But why don't you just join those that celebrated you and those that you was with? You, I feel like if that's how you feel, you don't need to apologize about it. Your mm. opportunity will come in whatever way your opportunity will be granted. See, that's just how I, I don't feel like mm-hmm. you can't change therapy, man. I've heard it all my life. It's all to do both. So was it because somebody told you that you needed to apologize? Now you're being owned. Right. But hey, that's no different than branding, companies, networks, depending on where you are. It's, it's your opinion. And if you feel so strongly about something, I think you should stick with it. And if she didn't feel the need to apologize, then don't then don't apologize. Right. Does that make right because you apologize, or did you just apologize because you was gonna lose an endorsement or some type of funding that you've been getting paid for, or your rights to maybe your old shows that you was on? You know, why did you apologize? Right, and it's like like you said, if that's who you are, that's who you are. I mean, own up to, and I mean, not to say that you can't. We can't make mistakes, and we shouldn't be forgiven for our mistakes because a lot of us, I mean, we do make mistakes, and we, you know, we should be allowed to make. Make amends for the things that we've done. But again, it's like, okay, what's prompting you now to come out and say something? As opposed to just saying and not realizing what happened then and the harm that you was doing when you was doing it. Because you made false accusations and characterizations of people out there without even looking to understand why they were even with Black Lives Matter. Like I said, I'm not I told some you guys I'm gonna bring up none of the stuff she's done because it pisses it pissed me off and it pissed me off when I think about it. But you want to talk about Black Lives Matter and talking about it wasn't a real platform. And that they just they really uh should just if they had people had just followed and listened to the police they wouldn't be put under the pressure. And I'm like, are you black? I was like, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> what? I And I get tired of that notion for black people. If we just if we just follow the rules, nothing bad will happen to us. But what are the like, rules? Exactly. Because the same rules that apply to other people don't apply towards us. But you know who I really admire? Like Whoopi Goldberg. Let's talk about a woman that, when she say her opinion, I don't know, has she ever apologized for anything that she's saying? Nope. nope. <laughs> when she say it, she say it, she mean it. Mm-hmm. And she feels her opportunity. It's just, oh, well, this opportunity is not for me. She's one of the people that I think about when I think about bold, daring um, women who the go getter. You know, we have safe Abrams now. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I'm loving her. But I don't know if they really say, well, I'm going to apologize to this party because I think voting is right or whatever that action is. And you need people that are bold, that are daring. Um, you remember when Oprah Winfrey spoke out against uh, the beef? Oh, my God. God, I don't know if she went back and apologized or if it's like, I've built this platform. I am who I am. I'm not willing to apologize. You know, now the man that comes to mind, I know we're talking about women, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, take it or leave it. 
this is who I am. This is my character, you know. And he said in the prime of his career, and that's what I love about him. Because I was Samuel L. Jackson. Oh no, I love Samuel. Samuel, and he had no mercy coming out from the back, coming out of Morehouse. He don't even he didn't care. That's one thing Morehouse will teach you is greatness. And it was like nobody gonna be able to tell you there ain't nothing great about you being a black man. Because <laughs> if they try to, you better check them real quick. And Samuel had no problems in doing that. And he is a multi-multi-millionaire because of it. Right. So I think sometimes having your opinion and being strong in your opinion and what you believe in now it wants to your advantage. Should people compromise until they get to, they get a platform to speak out against it? Because I mean, the people you're naming, they have huge platforms now. But before then, were they speaking out against social injustices and stuff? Because now Maybe we see it out. because it's popular. Like now when, when, when people say Black Lives Matter, oh, I might get me some more clout if I put BLM, I support BLM on my uh, Instagram page or my, my Snapchat platforms and stuff. I think those people that I just mentioned got where they were because they spoke out and that they were probably bold and daring or just confident, you know? At those times, maybe they didn't know, maybe they used their voice in a different way, in a different light, you know? Mm-hmm. I, you can't, you know, I, I don't really know because we don't know them except for as the celebrity. But I still don't think that they're afraid of losing wages or money because of that. I mean, but they already have it now, though. Like the killer mics. Now? Okay, like well, ki- let's think about the late, great, um, she just passed away. My story. My brain freeze. She passed away um, in the movies with Tyler Perry. Oh, I know you're talking about. I'm sorry. Cicely Tyson. Yeah. Sorry, I had a brain freeze. So Cicely Tyson. She said she just chose not to do certain roles even before she even got the money. Mm-hmm. She said, these are not roles that I'm willing to portray. So I think it does. I think some people are bold and daring like that. And she was willing to turn down the money, to turn down certain things that she didn't want to be associated. So I think it is maybe for them, that is what got them where they are, was being able to be bold, speaking against things, saying, hey, I will take this, but I'm not taking this. This They've definitely paved the way for a lot of other people and a lot of women. So, who knows, them Paving the way for people like me, for you, for us being able to have the freedom to talk on our show and um, to just be free, you know? I don't think mm-hmm. sometimes that we still feel like we are free and that we have, we are dealing with the court of public opinion as well as, you know, what you can and cannot say on your job till you are fully self-employed, doing things on your own. But even still with that, you're still not free because once the court of public opinion, if you say anything bad, like if you if you stand behind something hugely bad, the court of public opinion gonna tear your business up. Yeah, but you have that other side that will still support you. It's just all I totally believe that it's you because you look at what happens with reality TV. The women on reality TV they become mega superstars by their yeah. negativity. So yeah. I just think there's a platform for everyone, and once you discover that platform, you just have to really be true to who you are, and then I think that's when greatness will come and also success. I just don't, I, I get tired of people using that in a negative way. Like you got Kristen Sinema, I think that's how you say her name. And if, if it's not, I don't care because she's a terrible person. Uh, she's a senator out of, out of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then she gave the thumbs down to the minimum wage, but how she get a thumbs down to it with her big, nice, expensive purse to try to get some garner some attention. And so people went and went after her and she was like, well, her, her publicist or her, whoever it is, media person was like, well, she didn't necessarily respond to it, but she, she responded through her person talking about, well, it's sexist to attack me and talk about the things I'm doing and how I did it on the floor as a woman. I'm like, excuse me? I'm sorry, no. <laughs> I was like, because why do you have to come up 
and do a whole curtsy and a, a dance move to do in the thumbs down just to say no that you don't want to vote on increasing the minimum wage because that's her character when you start looking at people's character you can't change that because of your title it's gonna come out eventually right but it's not sexist it's not just like it's not if some, I say something somebody white say something negative about a black person it's not racist to say something negative about a black person and that's a lot of the cards we pull all the time I get it's tired not. of hearing that too oh, it's not oh. it is not not because I I hate see, I hate seeing that when uh, who was it it was I saw it on Twitter y'all y'all take Twitter in doses. I'm telling it to the, the listeners now, take Twitter in doses because it's so much hateful stuff on Twitter or well, social media, period, but especially Twitter that, you know, just get a daily dose of that, not even a daily dose, take a couple of hours in and then just peace out. If you're going to post, post and just peace out. But yeah, I forget yeah. what... The, you ahead. can't get consumed with any of it, right? Mm -mm. You know, and all of it has this positive and this negative um, reaction to it. Well, I hate um, the whole notion of if anybody says anything negative about a black person or a response or something they put out, the black person automatically come, if it's not somebody black, they automatically come out talking about, well, that's just racist to say something. I was like, everything is not racist, man. I was like, come on now. I mean, it's a black man coming from the South. I mean, to me, I'm both from the South. It, it, it is not racist to criticize somebody or uh, against something they've said. Now, certain content, if you, however you put it and characterize it, can be. But if you like, I disagree with what you're saying because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, them disagreeing with you is not a racist thing. But we use that to hype it up, or especially a black woman to hype it up and say, oh, well, you're not supporting me or you talking down about me because I'm a black woman. It's like, huh? What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? No, it's because of your view is wrong. So... Anyway, anyway, enough of those people. I'm just all about, you know, women's greatness. And I hate the fact that we have to highlight these things about the things that it contribute to society because it contributes a lot to society. I mean, look at our, some of our leaders. A lot of our leaders, their ideologies and some of their platforms are based upon the opinion they get from their wives those first ladies in their household. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you not celebrate that? Or, or is it that it's not celebrating? What I'm trying to find the right word to say, I don't think that it's not, not celebrated. I just think that we just have to be mindful of ourselves. It goes back to now women have been very sensitive about self-care, taking care of themselves. Um, you know, we can even go into talking about women and postpartum and the things that women go through. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I feel like, oh, wow, we should celebrate this and it should be public or we should champion it. I just think that it just should be understood that there is a different dynamic that mm -hmm. women go through, right. that women feel from sexual harassment to your color of your hair, your mm -hmm. hairstyle, to what you wear, to what you dress, whether something is tight, to to lose. I just think we're just always criticized. It, and it's so, terrible. It's horrible. Like Can Pierce Morgan, thank God this man off his show and I'm glad he got kicked out of the U.S. I'm glad he got kicked out of his own goddamn country. I was watching some of his past interviews and one of his anchors, his one of his anchors, the anchors sitting on the same show as him, he come in and he made a comment talking about, oh, I didn't realize, you know, it was uh, summertime now. And I'm like, what is he getting at? He said, because it's fall outside, but, you know, looking at such and such dress over there, you would think it's summertime because look how short it is and i'm like why are you looking at this woman's dress <laughs> like, why are you looking at her dress why are you even worried about her can we come in and just cover the news like this real real talk can we just come in and cover the news like even on the job why do you have to worry about a woman's hair or what, what kind of how fitted her dress is or how short it is if we come in and work can we just come in and just get some work done you have to be able to just but why is it always women and that's been a um i remember a while back it was a, a woman 
she pretty much lost her job because of her attack. Mm-hmm. And it was about she was too sick for work. Everything was business professional. It was just tailored. It wasn't even it wasn't even that she was at a big shape or size. It just I think when it offends other people and it makes other people feel less than, that's when it becomes women have always made other people feel less than, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. who cooks the best? Let's think about even in your own family. Who bringing the macaroni and cheese? Who's bringing the... <laughs> now, those, <laughs> no. Those are important things that you have to know. <laughs> those are important things. there Because some the people... Some people make some terrible foods, some terrible potato salad, some sweet potato pie, macaroni and cheese. You can't just eat everybody's cooking. <laughs> you just can't. Not every oh. woman can cook and not every man can barbecue. Since the stereotypes that we get, <laughs> not every man can barbecue. No. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that are listening with Women History Month, we do want to take it serious and we like to just have a little bit of fun. But I do yes. want to celebrate women. So for those of you out there who are listening, celebrate women in your life, um, not just people because they're popular or they have a particular job that you feel should be um valued. I struggled with even before telling people that I was a hairstylist. I went through that because mm-hmm. the world made you feel like that playing field or that space was so small that, oh, you didn't really have a great title. But we really do get caught up on people's titles. Um, but let me give you an example. <clears throat> someone needed me to recommend someone for a leadership committee. And I said, oh, you know what? I know I have this great person who would be awesome. I won't say her name. And so she Googled the person and then she said, oh, she's Dr. So-and-so. Is this the person you're talking about? And I was like, I didn't even know that this particular woman had a doctor. And she said, well, you know, I just like to give people their respect and their title. You know, so if she has this title, we need to pull it up. So she sent screenshot, sent me a picture of the woman and was like, and I was blown away by her bio and her rapport and who she was. And I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know her as the professional woman that she had even gotten a position that was on the internet <laughs> that was searched in Google. She was appointed to the position by President Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I don't know. I just text her in my phone. We just cool. I just think she's a good person. And I think that says a lot about her character mm-hmm. that she doesn't walk around with a chip on her shoulder. She doesn't carry her um, success on her sleeve. She is just a woman who exudes greatness. Let your light shine before men that they see your good work that she never corrected me and said oh you need to call me doctor so-and-so you know I didn't even know she was a doc had a doctorate so or doctoral degree so I just think that's a good lesson in this women's history month that I've learned that when you are just who you are and you are authentic people will recognize that about you versus your titles and your position or who a wanted you so right that i'm just glad her, i'm just glad we're in the world today to where we can actually elevate and put these women in the platforms they deserve to be right. in to be in the first woman's referee on a major league and football team mm-hmm. to different women's nationalities now being elected to office no matter what religion you practice being right. a muslim elected to office the first native american woman being elected to office and appointed appointed positions within the biden campaign the biden not campaign 
<laughs> and into the Biden administration. Right. To the young, the young, the young, beautiful chocolate sister giving her speech during the inauguration, Miss Amanda Gorman. Oh, to yeah. our lovely Miss Stacey Abrams here within the great state. Yes, the great state of Georgia. To all the women, you know, just being now where the world has changed to a place where we can put them in platforms where they should have been a long time ago to give inspiration to the other young girls coming up behind them and the young guys too because they can see that you know if they can allow if it not allow if they if we can get into a place where we can accept these people for who they are the knowledge that they have and the skill sets they bring in and how they can change this world into something great because they made the household something great to to create great children to be presidents and leaders and ceos so you know let's put them on the pedestal they deserve to be on and i'm glad we're in a position now to where people can actually elect these people and we can appoint them in those positions so they can inspire the people coming in behind them that's why i think we should celebrate black history month and women's history month and international women's day because again a lot of us coming from here are immigrants so we have to celebrate those that come in here and help change this country up to be the great america they they the people want to make it out to be because it's not it's not from some of the other fools that come sailing over here and killed <laughs> off the folks on this land how <laughs> must be real talk to that we got too much stuff going on now <laughs> and i'm just sitting here people getting uh trying to ask for sentences be thrown out after they didn't storm the capital <laughs> mm, it ain't from none of them so yes, so as we yeah we as we end this out, I do want to say thank you to all the women that have stood up to protest to get out there and lead the fight. All those that aren't black that came out in support of Black Lives Matter and those that help support the uh, Hispanic community and all the hell they're going through to the Asian community not catching hell because of past administration how they painted stuff against them. Thank you all for your support and seeing outside of the world of color to understand that we're all humans and the only place, the only way we can get ahead is if we all come together and work together as a nation. I was telling my, my youngest son about this because we love to talk us all about science. <laughs> and then we're hearing a report that came out from the Israel scientists, one of the largest guys that they know, most popular is talking about alien nations and how they have this whole um, thing together and how I'm like, well, they'll never look at us because if we can't, we can't even come together to advance our own species, how the hell can we go in <laughs> and talk with others, other races or other beings outside of this own world? And I think that's what I love about, especially women. You know, we all can come, to, we all should come together to help develop us as a human race, to push more towards science and technologies and we can, and we can combat the viruses and the issues that come up as a world because that's the only way we can ever get ahead and not be divided. I love it. So as we close and getting ready to wrap up, um, just remember we're celebrating Women's History Month. It reminds remind us of the accomplishments of women throughout the years of culture and society, from science to politics. It's a chance to reflect on the trailblazing women and those women that are continually the new women that's coming um, who lead the way for change. So what I want to leave you with today, I am Tamika Day. Success is my superpower. Nothing is impossible. Even the word itself says, I'm and thank you all again for tuning in and like as I was saying before the one thing I like to leave us out with because you know it's like we, we can do it now I'm going to stop saying it because this is going to be an ongoing thing we have to always leave with something positive like Tamika just did so yes as this nation, as we continue to grow as a nation, as we continue to grow as a species and we look to extend our who we are as 
the human race outside of this world into other worlds. The greatest thing, the greatest challenge that we should all be able to fight and we should all be fighting right now is how to come together and unify one another to inspire each other to push towards who we know we are internally. And all young boys and all young girls, as you look up to your leaders, don't look at them for the greatness they have because of the color of their skin. Look at the greatness they have because of the tenacity they have within them to push themselves forward and not let the burdens and the problems of the world push them down, but show how they can use those to empower them to be greater than what the world perceives them to be. So thank you guys for always tuning in. Thank you, Tamika, again, my co-host for being back for this discussion. And to all y'all ladies out there, happy Women's History Month and happy International, well, post-International Women's Day. Thank you again for being who you are. And I apologize for the trash, the way the men treat you in this world. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) I am Antonio Hicks, Mr. Escape in the Matrix. And if you can, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Leave us a review. We're going to start actually reading some of the reviews that we get online. I want to pitch this out to my co-hosts and we'll talk about some of the platform, but we're going to have a segment where we actually have questions from the community, from those that listen in to the show or they want to talk about certain things. I don't care if it involves politics or it involves any gaming or technology or anything that's on your mind. You know, we'll speak to what we know and what we don't know. We'll try to get a guest on to talk about it too. So again, I'm Mr. Escaping the Matrix. This is PTG TV. Thank you guys for tuning in. Happy podcasting. Thank <laughs> you.